NASA unveils astonishing details of most distant object ever visited by Hannah Devlin. So in the image on the page, it says image one, an artist's impression of NASA's New Horizons spacecraft encountering Orokoth, a Kuiper belt object that orbits 1 billion miles beyond Pluto on January 1st, 2019. And the image is from NASA. All right, the text goes, the mystery of how the planets first emerged from the dust of the early solar system might be closer to being solved. Sharing new observations, NASA released details of the most distant object visited by a spacecraft. The red peanut-shaped object is called Orokoth. It sits 1 billion miles beyond Pluto in the Kuiper Belt, a vast donut-shaped region that is home to thousands of dwarf planets and icy objects. NASA's New Horizons spacecraft made a flyby on New Year's Day 2019. However, the extreme distance from Earth means the probe is still sending back data gathered during the brief visit. Significant Findings Bill McKinnon is a planetary scientist at Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri. He is the lead author of the latest work on the object. He said the findings made at Orokoth are significant. The information is so important that the New Horizons team was debating whether it would ultimately be viewed as more important than the probe's first encounter with Pluto in 2015, he said. Orokoth has turned out to be astonishing in terms of what we've learned from it, he said before a presentation at the yearly meeting of the American Association for the Advancement of Science in February. It tells us some profound truths about our solar system. This is not just a space potato. It's a remarkable world that's told us a remarkable story. Orokos' position, the Kuiper Belt, marks what was once the fringes of the cloud of dust and gas that surrounded the newly formed sun. It's known as the Solar Nebula. In this region, planetary development was halted at an early stage because of the type of material available. Exploring these frozen wastelands allows scientists to look back to a time when the seeds of today's planets were being sown. Preserving Objects in a Kind of Time Capsule this place is very far from the sun, so far that the temperatures are nearly at absolute zero, said Alan Stern. He is New Horizons' principal investigator. That preserves objects in a kind of stasis or time capsule. For decades, scientists have wrestled with two competing scenarios for how planets began to be formed. The first is known as hierarchical accretion. In it, small grains and pebbles zipped around, occasionally bashing into each other with enough force to stick, making bigger and bigger objects. Slowly, over millions of years, planets gathered matter through random forceful collisions. The second scenario is known as cloud collapse. In it, certain regions of the nebula had groups of clumps of particles that were drawn toward each other until they collapsed together. Collisions were gentle and the planets were born big. Objects tens or hundreds of miles in diameter emerged within hundreds of years. Orokoff's appearance and composition provide evidence in support of the cloud collapse theory. The imagery shows no signs of violence, no fractures. The two lobes don't look smashed together, said Stern, who is based at Southwest Research Institute in Boulder, Colorado. Everything about Orokoff, he said, points toward a gentle merging. The object's two lobes are also the same in color and composition. 
They both have red surfaces containing organic compounds, which implies that fragments were orbiting near each other rather than coming from different parts of the nebula. The findings, along with other details of Arokoth's appearance and composition, appear in three papers in the journal Science. Two lobes came together gently and stuck. Andrew Coates is head of planetary science at the Mullard Space Science Laboratory, University College London in the UK. He said, these results show clear evidence that Arokoth's two lobes came together very gently and stuck. He said it was more like a brisk human's walking pace on Earth than a high-speed crash. Coates said that there's evidence for faster collisions in the inner solar system later. An example was when the moon formed from a large object hitting Earth, he said. However, he said, this work shows that much slower, more dignified interactions were important and common in the earliest history of the solar system. New Horizons has launched in 2006 and conducted a six-month flyby study of Pluto and its moons in 2015. Then it fired its engines to swing its route towards Arokoth. At that time, the object was known as Ultima Thule. Hail Mary effort. This summer, the team will do a survey with ground-based telescopes to see whether there are any objects in the Kuiper Belt within reach of the probe's limited fuel supplies. McKinnon described this as a Hail Mary effort for the mission. A Hail Mary pass is a term from football. It's when a really long pass is made, typically in desperation, with only a small chance of success. The chances aren't large, but they aren't zero, McKinnon said. Either way, New Horizons will continue to sail through the Kuiper Belt and beyond. Its steadily decaying plutonium fuel is expected to keep communication open until the 2030s. At some point, no matter what we do, the fuel lines will freeze, and then it can't point itself to the Earth, said McKinnon. It won't be able to talk to Earth, and we won't be able to talk to it. However, he said that it will be able to talk to itself probably for quite some time. All right, let's do the four questions. Um, the first one, number one, which two of the following sentences from the article include central ideas of the article? One, however, the extreme distance from Earth means the probe is still sending back data gathered during the brief visit. Two, exploring these frozen wastelands allow scientists to look back to a time when the seeds of today's planets were being sown. Three, in it, small grains and pebbles zipped around, occasionally bashing into each other uh, with enough force to stick, making bigger and bigger objects. Or four, this summer, the team will do a survey with ground-based telescopes to see whether there are any objects in the Kuiper belt within reach of the probe's limited fuel supplies. Okay, choose between A, B, C, or D. All right, question two. It says, read the following summary of the article. Information arriving from the New Horizons spacecraft is helping scientists understand how planets began to be formed. Evidence suggests that a Rokoff, a peanut-shaped object, was formed over millions of years through a series of forceful collisions. Other objects may have been formed as groups or clumps were drawn together. The New Horizons team hopes that may be a chance for more objects to be probed before the spacecraft stops operating. Is this an accurate summary? Why or why not? A. Yes, it provides all the relevant details about Orokoth's strange shape. B. Yes, it focuses on key aspects of the scientists' findings about Orokoth. C. No, it doesn't explain Orokoth's strange shape. D. No, it states the wrong theory for Orokoth's formation. Question 3. 
Why does Alan Stern support the theory that Orokoth was formed as a result of a cloud collapse? A. The two parts of Orokoth are similar in color and composition. B. Orokoth is lo located within a nebula, a type of interstellar cloud. C. Cracks and fractures on the surface of Orokoth suggest a collision. D. One part of Orokoth is noticeably smoother than the other. 4. According to the article, why does Bill McKinnon believe the information from Orokoth is significant? A. It can provide details about nearby Pluto and other dwarf planets. B. It can guide the New Horizons investigators in designing future probes. C. It can help scientists understand the earliest stages of planetary development. Or D. It can be used as a baseline for other data coming from outside the solar system. Right, guys, pick your answers for these four questions, and um, that's it. Take care.